Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hey everyone, this is Andrea, and it's great to be back with all of you. Today we are looking at Acts 18, verses 1-17. through 17. The chapter begins by telling us that Paul has left Athens and arrived in Corinth, where he continues to spread the good news of the gospel. We read story after story, verse after verse, about Paul preaching the gospel, sharing that Jesus is Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself thinking or even assuming that the apostles and those in the Bible didn't face discouragement or they never felt like giving up. Sometimes, as I'm reading, I forget that they were human with feelings and emotions, facing the same things that we face today. And we see that in our passage. Starting in verse 5, it says, When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself to preaching the work, and he testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. When they resisted and blasphemed, he shook out his clothes and told them, Your blood is on your own head. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. When I first read that, I thought, okay, he's mad. But what does that exactly mean? Your blood is on your own head? I am innocent? This is referring to the passage in Ezekiel chapter 33, where God chooses prophets to be watchmen for the the people to listen to. They are responsible for sharing the message. And if the people don't listen, then it will be their fault when God's judgment brings their death. So for our passage, Paul is saying, I've shared the message that Jesus gave me to share with you. If you don't believe, then that's on you. After that, verses 7 and 8 go on to tell us that Paul went to the house of a man named Titius Justus and many Corinthians, when they heard, believed, and were baptized. But I can't help but go back to what Paul was probably thinking and feeling. He was being obedient to God, taking the gospel all over. And what happened? He was met with resistance and he washed his hands of them. He might have even asked God, why did you send me here? What am I doing? You've told me to come to Corinth to share the gospel, but they don't believe me. I'm guessing that most of us have probably been in situations where we were obedient to what God was calling us to do, but it definitely wasn't going smoothly. And in those moments, we question God and begin to feel discouraged, not understanding what he's doing. I think what happens next not only shows us that Paul was weary, tired, and possibly questioning God, but it also reminds us of one of the many promises of God. Verse 9 says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid, but keep on speaking, and don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will lay a hand on you to hurt you, because I have many people in this city. In this vision, God reminded Paul that he wasn't alone. That even though he may face hardships, difficulties, and even get frustrated with with what God was calling him to do, God was with him. The Bible is full of verses that tell us that God is with us, that he'll never leave us. From Joshua 1.9 in the Old Testament, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go to Hebrews 13.5 in the New Testament. I will never leave you or abandon you. 
So why do we get frustrated, discouraged, and even mad when things get hard and we face difficult circumstances, when it seems like God has left us? And more importantly, what do we do in those situations? Well, to answer the first question, James chapter 1, verse 2 tells us that whenever we face trials, not if we face trials, and even in our scripture today, verse 12 tells us that the Jews made a united attack against Paul and brought him to the tribunal. God told Paul he would be with him. He didn't say that his life would be easy. So what do we do when we find ourselves in these situations? How do we continue to walk in obedience when the things that God has asked us to do are hard? The thing that has helped me the most is reminding myself of God's promises. Reading the Bible every day, meditating on his word, and asking him to reveal who he is in real, tangible ways in my own life. You know, at Bethel, we talk a lot about the 1% challenge. Spending 1% of your day in prayer and reading scripture. 1% of your week in collective worship, 1% of your month in community or small group, and 1% of your year serving. The idea is if you start with 1%, that it will impact the other 99. No, I'm not perfect at this all the time, but I can definitely tell you that when I am faithful to spend 15 minutes each day with God in prayer and reading his word, reminding myself of his promises, the other 99% of my day is drastically impacted. It's not always easy, and it often looks different from day to day, but it's something that I know will help me to walk in obedience to what God has called me to do. Let's pray. God, we confess that there are times that we get frustrated and discouraged, not understanding your plans or what you've called us to do. Thank you that your word clearly tells us that we aren't alone and that you will never leave us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.